Hello and welcome to Everybody Pulls the Tarp. I'm your host, Andrew Moses. With me today, I've got a very special guest, Coach Tom Allen, the head football coach at Indiana University. Welcome to the show, Coach. Andrew, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. I, uh, as, I, as I was sharing earlier, I, I've been so impressed with what, what you've done with the Indiana University football program the last few years since you've been at the helm. Looking forward to talking all about it with you over the next 20 minutes or so. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's been a process to go through to get where we want to be, and we're not there yet, but definitely making progress. Last year was a very important year for us, and I still have a young football team that's just trying to figure out how to, to win and how to build a program that has sustainability in the Big Ten. Sure, and and the mantra of this show that this show is predicated on is the, the everybody pulls the tarp mantra. And this is a philosophy that I have that, Great teams are powered by individuals who go above and beyond the uh, the boundaries of their job description. And and you have a mantra that, that you lead the Indiana University football program with as well uh, called Love Each Other, LEO. Talk yeah. about that for a minute and what that means and how that defines the program a bit. Well, it's a very important to me. It's very important to our players, especially as they've, they've come here. They've been recruited to that mindset, to that culture. I uh, just learned many years ago that if you want to do something special in an organization, in a, in a team, in, in anything in life, it's going to take a very unselfish um, a mindset that says, I don't care, get your credit because it's not about me. And if you truly love each other, if you love the guys around you, you care about them more as an individual than you do as a performer, as a player, uh, they'll know it. And it'll be real, it'll be genuine, and it's all re- relationship driven. And like you talked about, it's not about what, what I'm trying to do to recognize myself. It's what are we trying to do to help this team be successful. And that, to me, is the key. You know, when you talk about, you know, about pulling the tarp, you know, I've been to a lot of places uh, along the way where there, there wasn't the personnel. I, I had to wear a lot of hats. I've coached in small college. I've coached in high school, uh, NAI level, Division three level, uh, other small colleges, other small high schools, and I uh, had to clean the toilets and, and stripe the fields and paint the locker room and, and, and be the strength coach and, and be everything, you know, to the players, the academic advisors and, and all that. So, you know, I think that's been a valuable lesson for me to learn along the way that it takes a whole bunch of us to do something special together. What a phenomenal lesson that, that clearly you're able to you know, impart on, on your, your team. I, I want to talk about the, the transition that you made from high school to, to the collegiate level, because you spent a lot of time coaching at the high school level. I'm sure there are some similarities, but I'm sure there are some differences. What what was the biggest difference when you when you made the jump from the high school coaching ranks to the college level? Oh, recruiting. That that's what jumps out to me. You know, the football side of it. I felt like you know there was a definite jump from just you know, and I was at a high level of high school football in Ben Davis there in Indiana, and then had a chance to be at Armwood High School in Tampa, Florida, one of the top programs in that state. So it was really around two really high-level programs. But uh, it was a jump, you know, to be able to go schematically. There's still more – you have more time with your players. Everything's a little more advanced and more involved. But the recruiting piece is really, truly the big difference. And, you know, recruiting at the small college level was a great learning time for me because you have to recruit so many guys. I mean, we're, we bring in 50, 60 guys in a class, you know, at the smaller college level. And so I learned how to build relationships and – and to be organized and to be able to evaluate film and evaluate players and have to project, you know, this player, that player, especially when you're trying to, to, to find guys maybe that, uh, that haven't been 
maybe highly recruited, you know, to those levels. So, but that to me was the, was the big difference. And as I kind of made the climb, you know, the levels, I thought the jump from when I went from the one double A level to uh, the division one level there to Arkansas state, I felt like that was kind of a chance to really grow and stretch myself from a schematic perspective. And then once we went from the Sun Belt to the ACE to the SEC, it wasn't that big of a difference schematically. It was just the athletes were just bigger, faster, stronger, especially up front, O-line, D-line. So you know, they're bigger, faster, stronger at the different levels. But how you build a team, how you develop a mindset, how you create a culture of winning is the same. Let's let's dig into culture a little bit. There, there's a lot there I want to unpack, relationships and, and culture as well. When you when, when you arrived at, at, at Indiana, you know, the, the, the program was struggling a bit. And, and you've completely transformed the culture, you know, to an outside observer like myself. How how do you go about that? And how do you start that cultural transformation and, and put your fingerprints on the program when you get there? Yeah, it's a great, great question, you know, and, and I get asked it a lot, you know, because people that have observed our program is have noticed the change and the differences. And and I, and I think the biggest thing for me and I, you know, you go through you, that, that word culture is a, is a an interesting word. You just used a lot um, in organizational leadership type conversations and in any kind of, of business or, or whatever, when you're trying to deal with people. And, and the way I define it is, you know, what do you feel pressured to do when you join that organization? So when we bring a player into our team here at Indiana. What is he pressured to do? That's your culture. What is a coach pressured to do uh, when he joins our staff? That's the culture. And for me, I, I want players that feel pressured to do the little things right, uh, to, to, to care about their teammates, to, to, to truly love, the guys around them to uh, be willing to come early and stay late, be willing to do the little things that uh, we know it takes to be special in this profession uh, in, in major college football. And, and those kinds of things that uh, the guys do behind the scenes that no one, you know, is able to see at times. The same with coaches. Are you, are you pressured to come in and be a, a great husband and father when you get on this staff? Or are you pressured to go out and do things when you got some time away and you're not with your family? I, I want a, a culture where our coaches are, are great husbands and fathers and also tremendously high level leaders. And so if you're going to be that way, you better spend your, your time away from us, growing those skills and investing in your family and be, and reading good books and filling your mind with things that are going to allow you to become an elite individual. And I, and I tell our team this all the time, you're part of the books you read, the music you listen to and the people you hang out with, whether you're a coach or whether you're a player, it's wow. what you fill your mind with and who you associate with, because that shapes who we become. I, I believe that with my whole heart. And we talk about that all the time. I am a very um, strong believer that you have to have a plan for creating what you want. Doesn't happen by accident. Doesn't happen by chance. It has to be attacked. It has to be formed. It has to be shaped every single day. So, what? When do you? When did you know? Or are you still working towards that culture? When, I guess when do you know that the culture is starting to take? Is well, there a moment? Yeah, there, there's, there is a moment, and I think uh, it's, it's about when the players start personalizing it, when they take ownership of the team, you know, because to me, it it's always has to be coach-led, but then player-driven, you know, and that to me is a, a, a very fine balance, and I've been at places where the coach's leadership had to be more of a factor because there wasn't the player leadership that you needed, and so we have a leadership council that we started here a couple of years ago, and, and it's played a huge role in helping grow our leaders and, and, and create those expectations and empowering them to, to lead the team and to run the team because it has to be from within. 
And that doesn't just happen overnight. And I don't, we're not there yet. We're, we're still getting uh, to the point now. I thought we made strides last year, but I want to see us to make more strides where, where this team is truly led by our players. And, and that, that to me is, I think in this culture of young people, they're, uh, they're not as comfortable confronting their teammates um, as maybe people have been in the past. I think it's, it's partly with communication. You know, so much communication is with social media. It's not a lot of, as verbal as it used to have been in the past. And I think that affects their comfort level of being able to talk or confront somebody face-to-face. I challenge our uh, leaders on our team to do three things. I want them to lead by being an encourager, by being a person who challenges your teammates, but also confronts them. And the third one is the toughest one. And so that to me is when you have a team where you got players that, that have enough courage and confidence to step in a situation, whether it's in the locker room, in the weight room, you know, at an, in an apartment, you know, or at a you know, social gathering in town and say, hey, that's not how we do things here in Indiana. That's when you know you got something special because the players are running this program. That, that's the pressure that you're talking about that yes. creates the culture. Yes. It's, that's, a, that's it's this self-created pressure. Yes, exactly. Because the pressure comes from, hey, when the majority of this team is, this is how we do things here. When you don't do it the right way, you stick out. And so when it's player driven like that and they understand that and they believe in it and they're now living that way and they're now acting that way and they're doing those little things away from the coaches, that's when you know you've got something special. And, and that's what we're striving for all the time. And so to me, it's that positive peer pressure to do the little things the right way. So, so I'm curious, Coach, how, how much, you know, how much of that can you change the existing, you know, roster to, to act and believe versus how much of it do you have to recruit and does it take time to build the pipeline of that type of um, person, those types of individuals who are going to drive that culture that you look for? Well, I think that's why it takes time. And I think that's one thing, you know, Fred Glass, when he made the decision to, to name me as head coach and, and even just with the extension that I just was given here, this, after this past year was to try and give me time and have continuity and, and able to build the culture that you want. And, and there's no question. And I've, you know, I've been in enough places and gone into places new. You always have some of the previous players there that will buy into maybe the, the, this philosophy and you'll have some that don't. And uh, you know, I get it. They weren't recruited to that culture or that kind of mindset. And so sometimes it just takes time to kind of, you know, create that change. But I've always embraced the players that were here and, and love them no differently just because I, I didn't happen to recruit them. But their reception of it and their buy-in to it isn't always the same. But I think we've seen every single year as we've gotten more and more players that we recruited from start to finish. We've sat in their homes. We've sold this vision. We've sold this culture that we want to be uh, establishing here. And the parents have bought into it. The players have bought into it. So now in year four, you have almost an entire team of individuals that have come here for this very reason. And I think it makes it even more, more powerful. And I think it even allows us even through the a, a difficult time, like we're going through right now to be able to, to attack it. Don't blink and keep pressing on. And that's what we're trying to do here during this time. People who, people who talk about coach Tom Allen and the program that you're building, talk about you as a relationship builder at your core, that relationships mean everything to you. Talk a minute about how you, you go about building relationships and what, what relationships mean to you. Well, I, I do think they're the key. You know, we, we always talk in recruiting. You know, we've got beautiful facilities here, and they've done a tremendous job, our administration, of, of helping those uh, to be at a high level. But that's not what makes a place special. It's always about the people, and it's the relationships you have with those people. That's what makes a place special. And so, to me, it takes time. You know, it starts in the recruiting process. 
I talked to man, a young man last night for almost an hour and 20 minutes on the phone, you know, about just life, you know, about things that matter. And that, and that to me is what I love because I feel like that, that I'm, yeah, I'm a football coach and, and I've, I get it. We have to win football games to stay in my, in my job. I understand that. But if that's all I'm doing, if that's the extent of it, then I feel like I failed. And so to me, it's so much more than that. And, and I, I really believe that this is my calling. This is what I was created to do. And I, I want these young men to have a life of purpose. I want them to live a life where they know, man, this is why the good Lord put me on this earth. And, and, and I'm a, a strong man of faith and I, I'm not bashful about that. I don't force it on our players and, and I don't, don't uh, tell them what they have to believe. But I tell them this, I want you to know what you believe and why you believe it before you leave this program and learn to live your life with conviction and purpose and passion. And those are the conversations we have and the things that, that matter way bigger than football. Because I believe when those things are right, football takes care of itself. And, and we're going to be fundamentally sound. We're going to be strong. We're going to be tough. We're going to play hard. We're going to be physical. And so, but when the, when the heart's right, and when the connection is with our players is right, and they know I love them more as a person than as a player, then everything changes. And and does does that inform how you what what you look for when you're on the recruiting trail? Because I know you're looking for talent, and and but but what what are you looking for in those individuals as 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 well, as people that you're trying to identify that I can work with this? Sure, and you're you're right. It, it, there's a, you have to have base level talent to play in this conference, and and we know what that is. You know, price position, and then you say, okay, now. Who fits with our culture? Who who cares about? And this is what I tell I'll tell recruits this. And you know, I'm looking for a young man. The things that we value and the things that we care about. When you care about those very same things, that's a good fit. And so that's what we're looking for. So we go through. We talk about okay, is education important to you? Okay, because if it's not important to you and your family, then you're not going to fit well here because you're going to go to class. It's non-negotiable. You're going to do the little things we ask you to do to get your education, get your degree. Okay. Number two, I care about developing you as a man. I believe strongly that I'm going to be the finisher. Our program is going to be the finisher of this young man's character development before he heads off into the world. And so I want a family that cares about the fact that we're going to invest in your son and help him become the man I believe he was created to be in terms of making quality decisions. Because I think life's about choices and the consequences for those good or bad define who we become. And so to me, that's a big part of our, our program is character development, our leadership development program that we have here. Well, you know, if you don't care about those kinds of things, that's not important to you. You just come here just to play ball and go and, and go play in the league for how many years you think you're going to play. And you're probably not going to be a good fit with us because we're going to talk a lot about that. And you're going to be like, hey, let's let's get past it. Let's go talk about football. Well, you know, then number three are guys that want to play at a high level. Why? Because you better have passion. You better have a, a tremendous work ethic to be an, an elite football player. But to me, it's got to be all those things lined up to where – you care, your family cares about the things that we value in this program. So I'm looking for that. So I can tell when I talk to you, I'll ask them, say, hey, tell me the three most important things in your life. One of the first things I talk to guys about when I recruit them, and I write down what they say, and it matters to me. I, wanna, I, I care what you care about, because when I know those things align, then I'm like, hey, I can work with this guy, because he's got something inside of him that is very linked in with what we value here in Indiana, and I'm going to be able to help that guy reach those goals. Are, are you able to, you know, do you ever go back to those notes that you make on the on the uh, the recruits when they when they join the program and see if those priorities shift at all or or uh, how do you look yeah. at that over time? Oh, I do, because when I meet with our players in the spring and what I do, I meet with every single player on our team. And as a matter of fact, this year we had to do it on on FaceTime and Zoom, you know, because we weren't able to be together during that time of the year. And so. But face-to-face, one-on-one with each one of our players. And once again, I, every year I ask them, give me your three. And I, and I do. And I write them down. And I keep them in a, 
in a binder and I know what the kids say from year to year to year. And sometimes they, are, they don't waver on those and sometimes they change. And, and so, and for me, it's like, I also want to always make sure that you know in your heart who you want to become because, you know, you know kids are, I think things can sometimes change, but lots of those things don't change. And so, and so when they say, hey, this is something that's really important to me, I'm going to say, well, how, how are you doing that area? How would you, how would you describe that, that, that whatever one you just said, how is that going? You know, are you where you want to be and how can I help you get where you want to be? And so once again, it's about, it's got to be about bigger than football. I mean, that's what I'm saying. When you talk about having a purpose driven life, I mean, it has to be something bigger than just winning and losing a football game. And so that to me is, I think that's that relationship part. That's the connection. And so it's accountability. We talk about accountability, toughness, and love in this program. That's our three pillars of our culture accountability, toughness, and love. And when you meet with players and you talk with them and you spend time building relationships with them, you can hold them accountable because you know what they want and what they, the reasons why they came to Indiana. And I got to make sure every single year we're still working towards that goal of whatever it is they have for themselves because everybody's a little bit different. But that allows me to connect with them. And it, yeah, it takes time. It takes me two or three weeks to meet every single guy. And, uh, but that's important to me. And I'm always going to keep doing it. And I try to meet with our guys as much as I can. Yeah, it takes a ton of time to build relationships, but to me, it's worth it. Let's, let's shift to the field, the locker room, the training room, the video room a little bit. <clears throat> One of the things that, that uh, I think people are always amazed by is how much work goes into being a big time college football player. Uh, and people see the product on Saturdays and they see some of the, the, the film of practice. But talk a minute about some of the things that people don't see that these players go through on a daily basis to to put that product on the field. Well, first of all, I, you know, I, my son's one of the players here, you know, so I get to see it from a different perspective. And he was one of those young men that was so excited to come as a mid-year grad out of high school. And after he was here for a couple months, he was like, Dad, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, and he's raised around it his whole life, you know, and so he, and he was so excited, but he didn't realize how hard it was to just do what college football players do. And, you know, being able to manage your day and all the, the academic demands that they have and being able to go through and go into class and, and having, having their tutors and having their academic advisory meetings and having all the homework that they got to do. And then they got to go lift weights at this time. And then they got to go and, and be in the, you know, to rehab and get your body right and be able to rest and recover that proper way. And then go all the different things you got to do. And you got to get up and do it all over again, you know, and the amount of, of just time you spend in the training room, in the weight room. You know, then you try and do the extra film study. Then you try and do the extra skill work that you're trying to get done as a player. And then you're managing all the stuff that you're doing academically at the same time. You know, and then, then you get into the season. That's not that. That's an off-season mindset. Now you get into the season, you got obviously all the practices. And, you know, we're doing 20 hours a week just, just football. That's not counting training room. That's not counting, you know, study tables. You know, we don't do study tables. We do, we do them by objectives, which means once you get your objectives done, you can be able to, to move on to the next ones. But at the same time, they spend a lot of hours with our academic staff. And so man, it's just a ton and ton of time that you spend, especially when you start mixing in the, the whole taking care of your body piece, you know, and the, and the rehab that you have to have. And even just to try to stay healthy, even not when you're talking about to, to recover from an injury. And so all the things that you have to do to take care of your body, to be able to, to keep it at a high level so it can handle all that you're throwing at it all the time is very, very difficult. So once again, it's, it's about, you know, tremendous amount of support staff, people that no one, you know, ever get to be seen on television that are, that are behind the scenes, uh, you know, washing all the clothes and taking care of all the equipment and, and doing all the sessions in the training room and doing all the sessions in the academic piece and the, the food services and everything that, that goes into all this. And, 
that uh, just so many people, but there's no question. It's a huge endeavor, great opportunity, but a huge blessing to be able to be a division one athlete and a division one coach. It sure is. And ha- coach, you know, uh, I'm, I want to let you go in a couple minutes here. I know you're super busy, but you know, I, I want to ask a little bit more specifically about the current time that we're in. You mentioned the zoom and the FaceTime. Uh, how, how are you guys navigating this, this current climate of social distancing and navigating that to, and keeping the program together? Yeah, it's been challenging for sure, but also exciting because it excites me anytime we get a chance to overcome adversity and, and to see the culture of your program rise to the top of, of, uh, of a tough situation, you know, and so, you know, but technology has been huge. I mean, I can't imagine, I was having this conversation with one of my recruits yesterday and just saying how can you imagine what we would even be doing right now if we didn't have all this technology to, to create the, the face-to-face and even what we're doing right now, you know, to be able to, you know, have meetings in this nature with the Zoom piece and position meetings, team meetings, unit meetings, you know, staff meetings, all of me. I've been, I'm about Zoomed out right now. So I've, I've been in a million different Zoom meetings, but but it's allowed us to be able to move forward. And we have kids all across the country and and uh, it keeps them connected. It keeps them, you know, energized. It keeps them, you know, mentally in a, in a better state than if they were totally isolated and couldn't see anybody that they were, you know, linked up with as a teammates and and just trying to keep everybody moving forward. And everybody's in different spots. Some guys can do more, some guys can do less physically because of what they have access to. But our whole message from the beginning is, hey, whatever you can do, maximize it. And and we've had a lot of great time, I think, to grow mentally in our in our film study, which we do through Zoom and our meetings we're able to have. The, 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 the position work and the skill work, yeah, that's going to be, you know, we, we've lost some of that by losing spring practices and losing workouts that we have not been able to have together. But we'll be able to make up for that, good Lord willing, here in, in the, the next several months. But bottom line is it's been a challenge, but we're all in the same boat. Everybody's got the same situation. So I guess we're going to find out real soon here who's taking the most advantage of it. Well, Coach, you know, your 18 wins in the, the first three years at the helm are the, the most of any, you know, first three years for any Indiana coach in history. You had the team in the top 25 for the first time, I think, since 1993. You have this program on the right track, and uh, we're all we're all rooting for you um, for continued success. Thank you for making some time to join us today on Everybody Pulls the Tarp. Well, hey, Andrew, I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure to be on your show. Have a great, uh, great rest of your summer, and LEO. LEO. <laughs>